0: Hello. Hello. Hey. Thanks for coming on the show, my man.
1: Oh, yeah, of course it's an honor.
0: Yeah, I'd like to ask you before we get into anything else, how was rehearsal?
1: It was really it was really good. Uh we're second day of rehearsal. That's fun. Uh one point I was like uh I was surprised because uh, the director, Jay Nixon, amazing guy, a real good friend of mine, uh, does a lot of stuff at the Hippodrome Theater. Yeah, uh, decided to take the plane an unsuspected term, Not term, uh, turn. And uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but yeah, you know, it's uh, really cool. It's uh, called Hush. That's what the play is called. It's going to be, I was told we were going to be performing outside. Cool. uh, You know, due to coronavirus and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm really excited to be back in the theater scene again. That's fun.
0: Awesome. So yeah, this is at the Hippodrome in Gainesville. This is your upcoming Uh, dramatic performance. That's pretty cool. Can you tell me about Hutch? I'm actually not familiar with the play.
1: Oh, yeah. I I wasn't... uh, I'm still not too familiar with the play, but... So, basically, it's about this girl, this little girl who's blind, and her father, who is named Frank, and I'll be playing Frank, the father. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's fun. I gotta channel my inner father, which... I do... almost daily with my friends. I'm a, uh, you know, a lot of my friends, I feel like they see me as sort of a kind of big brother, father sort of individual, because I'm always giving them advice and yeah, trying to steer them in the right direction. Yeah. You know, I just have that natural, I just have that fatherly nature in me. I feel cool, man. So uh, yeah, she apparently like, I don't know. It's, uh, something about how she sees visions and she sees things that aren't there, even though she's blind. It's like, you know, it's super like deep really. Yeah. At one point she claims that she sees an angel and, uh, somehow one thing leads to another and local news stations are chiming in like this girl is able to see angels, you know? And, uh, Gets almost a whole country. Like, there's one point where uh, apparently Oprah calls. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's cool that it's mentioned. There's a lot of, uh you know, really uh, fun bits in the play that seem like they're going to be really fun to do. But, yeah, uh, I'm really excited. Originally, I was going to take a break from theater after, you know... Uh, my most recent play, Thirteen, the musical, which was at the Star Center Theater in Gainesville. Yeah, a lot of drama happened. Oh, <laughs> no pun punish- intended. Nope. Among, among <laughs> a bunch of testaments, some
0: drama. Yeah,
1: but uh, it it was political drama. Yeah, I I hate it when uh political drama gets involved. You know, when I'm working with people, it's it never really ends very well. You know. There was a big argument. Uh, everyone hate everyone hated each other. I didn't hate anyone, but uh, apparently a lot of them didn't like me because I had a different uh, political belief than them, and for some reason they felt like that was wrong. Like, hey, having a wrong belief is... Wait, what? Oh, so having you're talking a about straight-up belief...
0: politics, Oh, yeah, like apart. having wow, a... Is state? Yeah, the state of the country. Wow, yeah, people just...
1: Yeah, and especially in university towns. Sure. uh, Yeah, so, you know, uh, Gainesville is home of the great Florida Gators, so it's a university town. And there's a lot of, uh, um, yeah, a lot of the liberal population and, like, millennial, Gen Z, you know, uh, there's a lot of that, like a lot of the amazing LGBTQ community. Right a lot of really good people I know from there. Uh and out of all communities I'm in, I'm in the theater community, so it's like really concentrated. Yep. But uh yeah, you know, you're, you're long story short, you're just not going to get along with everyone. Uh That's
0: absolutely true, but I mean, you said it. Like, I didn't come out of that hating anybody you didn't drink the haterade and that's that's all that it comes down to (laughs) like you know that's (laughs) yeah other people are are drinking it all we can do is just say
1: no thank you and do the work that we're here to do so good on you yeah exactly you know I feel like a a lot of uh, people my age and uh, even younger than that are you know just participating in like drinks that they uh, shouldn't just shouldn't be getting into at this age literally and figuratively right uh, I like how right. I kind of segwayed that in yeah like I look around me and you know a lot of teenagers are just not making very smart decisions I'd say and I get it like you know they want to cherish their youth do as many things they can while they're still yeah. young but you know you got to think about the long term really like you want to live past 70? I know I do because I have ambition, dreams that I want to accomplish. And it's going to take a while. So, you know, I've got to preserve myself, my life, prolong it as much as I can.
0: Yeah, I you said it, brother. I
1: mean, there's something to be said for just looking
0: after one's physical health. Being young, it's a time to experiment, but not at the
1: expense of your body
0: in the long term.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, you gotta have some like a uh, self. Uh... I'm trying to think of the word here. <laughs> well, a little self control, a little self restraint. You know, you've got to have yeah. a relationship yeah. with
0: yourself so that you know the situations that are going to be good for you and help you reach your long-term goals, whatever those happen to be.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of long-term goals, like. I've got quite a few of those, you know. Tell me about
0: your long-term goals. Killer Segway.
1: Yes. Usually I'm not so good at like segueing into new conversations, but uh, you know, I've listened to podcasts uh specifically Ear Biscuits by Rhett and Link. They shouts out. Yeah, I love listening to them because uh they're just so casual with how they speak to each other since they're best friends. Right. Uh to get into some like very unique topics like you you just got to go check them out you know they uh host a show called good mythical morning on youtube love that show but uh yeah long-term goals uh where do i begin i'd say my three big goals in life find love definitely like i want to find that special someone that makes me feel like i ain't going through this alone you know i don't have to defend the world with just hmm, trying to think of a good analogy but it's just not coming to me yeah you know well, you want to live a find, life with substance and
0: that means human relationships.
1: exactly
0: yeah
1: yeah uh make the world better. I know that's probably a cliche thing to say, you know, people are going to say, Oh, everybody wants to make the world better. You know, that's common, but, uh, I feel like I can actually do it because one day I'm hoping to, uh, go up and go to go around the country and, uh, do speeches, you know, public speeches, and promote good morals, and, you know, I, I want to be a voice of, kind of like a conscience for America, sort of, Absolutely. like, not a, not afraid to just say, you know, this needs to be, Uh, this certain topic needs to be looked at under a microscope, and we need to check ourselves, and you know, I believe that everyone in the grand scheme of things should matter to each other. And we shouldn't let our differences in belief, political belief, you know, whatever it is, we shouldn't let those things separate us. You know, we should instead do what we've been saying that we want to do, have equality. Equality isn't just like, you know, about skin color, gender, gender sexual orientation, it's not just about that. It's also about equality as in, like, not hating your neighbor because they uh, don't like strawberry ice cream and you do, you know? Like, what, what's this? You know, you, you think the different, you think something different that's unacceptable. You know, absolutely. Well, you said, I
0: mean, equality depends on each and every one of us individually, not looking down on others. And that includes for any reason, even if it's situational, something between me and my neighbor.
1: Exactly. And uh, yeah, so that, you know, I want to change. Well, I don't like the phrase change a lot of minds, but I kind of want to like have people walk away with like a expression on their faces of like wow I'm really motivated to you know just be kind and merciful and extend grace to my fellow Americans and you know other people in general like just humans in general we should all just extend grace excuse me yeah we should all just extend grace to each other like even if you don't like, even if you don't believe or, you know, if you're not a Christian, there's, there are still some really good like points that it gets across. Like uh where it says love thine enemies, you know, like we got to find it in ourselves. We got to dig down deep inside of us and pull out that part of us that just doesn't want the conflict you know we gotta push aside our hate our want for this person to be the same as me or I want this person to agree with me if they don't I'm mad we gotta put all that aside and just look at them just as another human and yeah have mercy towards them and I feel like we don't do that enough so, yeah, yeah that's something is to be said for
0: just stating that as a goal, mm-hmm, definitely rather than so just yeah, holding that, it as a thought. That
1: is, that is definitely, uh, hope, hopefully, going to be part of my future. And probably number one is now this is a really cool part because imagine this a dinner theater somewhere up north. Because, okay, something uh, I want to tell a bit about myself. Start from
0: the beginning, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I like vintage clothes. I love it to death. I feel like uh, back in the late 1800s, we had an amazing sense of fashion and style. And I feel like we just, I wouldn't say we lost that, we just, changed eras, and I feel in fashion these days, we're in what I would call an age of comfort. You know, everything's made out of wool, everything's made out of very soft materials. We wear beanies and we're just very casual and relaxed. But uh something uh, I feel that separates me from a lot of people uh, around my age is, I like to wear top hats, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, you know, I have a style. Uh, I, I've i worn stuff like bow ties. Uh, I'm hoping to get an ascot sometime. Those are really cool in my opinion. Uh, vests, I feel like those really look good. Like, they come in all sorts of different patterns too, you know? And, yeah, very dressy up clothes. I will literally just go to the mall to shop but just be decked out in those kind of clothes just kind of expressing myself physically through my clothes and what I wear now i am going something i am i am going somewhere with this so you know my uh love for that kind of fashion started a long time ago i was in, i was in a band uh through that was put together by a guitar center if you've uh, heard of them, Gainesville Location. Uh, good A good friend of mine and a good friend of you, Chris Shaw. Yep. Uh, yeah. He put together a band, group of uh, teenagers. Most of them, yeah, all of them, almost all of them, are really good friends of mine now. But, yeah, we did a gig. We were a cover band uh, at that gig. We... Uh, I think we were at my friend Trent's farm. Yeah, my friend Trent owns a place called Rogers Farm. Y'all got to go out and uh, do the strawberry picking when that comes in season. Yeah, he his family owns that farm, and that's where we did it. Uh, Twenty eighteen Halloween, we uh, did a gig there. I dressed up as my idol, Jared Way. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. We did the songs and our tip jar, or I guess tip hat, was a top hat. And at the end of the gig, sorry for the racket, but uh, at the end, I was like, wow, that is a really cool top hat. I've never seen them in you know person before. And Trent's dad, he's a chill guy, you know, chill guy. And he said, keep it and i'm like whoa really he's like yeah go ahead like we're not really going to be using it anymore since we're getting a lot of new stuff so i I put it on and something that night something just lit inside of me like a, a blue flame and i started wearing it in public Uh, It had a holly leaf on it and a red strap. I, I took those off. There was a hot glue stain on it, but I wore it in public. And yeah, ever since, I've started just dipping my toes and my feet deeper into that sort of style. And I soon after that realized that I want to become a gentleman. Like, I want to stand for honor, equality, and I just want to be an all-around good person and help people, you know, make them feel good, happy, and, yeah, be, like, a true definition of a gentleman one day. That's my future. And, yeah, dinner theater business up north. uh. How do I describe this? Yeah, most likely in a uh, big city like somewhere kind of like Orlando, except up north. Like I can't really wear those kind of clothes down here in Florida because you you know as well as I do, it's blazing hot down here sure. and like putting on layers. Oof. Yeah, so after I go to either Santa Fe or Flagler College I'm hopefully going to move up North and, you know, have a job, get enough money to start the business after I get a, hopefully some degrees in like performing arts, culinary arts, and like food and business, you know, I want to be able to financially uh, be on top of the business. So yeah, it's gonna be a place up north. I'm repeating myself. Uh, the theme is gonna be like very fancy. You know, the logo t- gonna be top hat. The color scheme, I absolutely want it to be orange with some neon. It's gonna have a beautiful blue crystal chandelier in the middle of the main room. There's going to be tables where people can sit down. The floor is going to be – it's going to have a nice turn. I don't think carpet, but I'm not going to go into the specific details of that. It's going to have a big stage, and, you know, there's going to be a bar for people. Like, I don't want to cut people uh, out of getting good drinks like – Pina coladas. Mm. I had a version of pina colada uh, for my 18th birthday. It was delicious. And on a stage, there's a variety of things. We're going to have big comedian uh, improv groups, plays, all sorts of performances being held on my stage. And around Christmas time, Halloween, Easter, we're gonna throw these events. It's gonna be bright and colorful. Yeah, I just have like a half of this place and a uh, pretty clear vision of just feeling that it's gonna give people. Like, when P.T. Barnum, long ago, held his circus for the first time, that feeling that it gave people, like, whoa, this is spectacular, that is the feeling that I want them to feel. Yeah, until then, I'm just gonna stick to making allies, friends, hopefully very little enemies, but... To be honest, our enemies help us become the people we are in the future. They're going to teach us lessons, whether they know it or not. They're going to end up teaching us good things that are going to help us in the future. So yeah, those are my, my dreams.
0: Beautiful. And I thank you for stating them here and sharing them for people to hear and be inspired by.
1: Yeah, like, that's what I honestly, you know, look to do one day is inspire people.
0: Yeah, so you said that you want to not necessarily change people's minds, but you want to be a light in the darkness, in the world, at least, you know, you want to be someone who represents good morals and good behavior. How do you feel like Mm -hmm. that influences your intention as an artist like in your actual practice of singing and putting songs together and acting and making things for people to see and enjoy like how does that factor into your mindset
1: helping others well i feel like you can do so many things with music these days you can send messages to like certain people because Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, if I uh, describe something like uh, I feel like I'm floating in an ocean and it's dark as night and I feel like I'm about to get sucked down to the bottom. I don't know. That can mean anything, really, but someone out there is going to... That's going to hit home for them. And You know, it's going to make them relate to me as an artist more. But also, I hope that people get to know me as a person and not see me. I don't want people to see me as... Like, being seen as a celebrity is fine, but I want to have a bond with my audience that cannot be broken. One that is as strong as iron. I want to... You know, give them advice through my songs. Uh, Tell them that they don't have to be like me. They don't have to look as beautiful as... They don't have to look as beautiful to other people as their favorite celebrity to be successful. You know? They don't have to be anything to other people. They can do it despite how they think they look, how they think they are. Yeah, and I feel like it's not said enough by celebrities. You don't have to be like me. Instead, I hear a lot of them saying, one day, you know, this stuff, you can be like me, as beautiful as me, but really you can't really, there's a limit to how much you can change how you look. So, I just want people to be fine with themselves. And I want to, yeah, I want my music to be a light, but also, you know, I want it to be something that they can snap their fingers to. Some upbeat stuff, but probably mostly alternative. Now, I don't think I'm going to use many of the these new beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, all these new. I kind of want to bring back some of the vintage, like, instruments, like, you know, I want to make sure that our instruments of olden times are not forgotten, like the drum set, the guitar, you know? I feel like everything these days is either auto-tuned or (laughs) electrified somehow.
0: It's true. The new music of today is very technologically centered, but I agree. I think that is part of your vibe to
1: have kind of a retro type of sound. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm really, you know, ecstatic about, uh, the things that I'll do for people one day, you know, I want to light a fire inside of people that putting that top hat on my head did for me. I want to encourage people to be a gentleman or, you know, in female cases, a lady, you know, I want to encourage people to be their best selves morally and just in general to other people. And I have a hope that I'm going to affect the world in some way, even if it's a 1% compared to like, how other people have tried to do that, that would be a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, beautifully said, man. I mean, taking stock of that incremental change and looking at the small part that we each have to do in changing the world and being the change that we want to see. I think that's a great place to have your head at, but let me ask you this. What do you think about UFOs? Oh,
1: honestly, Honestly, like, e- okay, I think it's either that aliens out there, somewhere in the galaxy, we have no idea whether God created, like, just the stuff on Earth, you know? It, the Bible didn't really go into too much detail about what's past our universe. Like, so what I think is that either the aliens out there are either very way past us in forms of technology, or they're just like very Neanderthal-like, you know? They're not very uh, advanced. Either they're super advanced or they're not very advanced at all. That's what I think. Like it would it would be a, a big coincidence if they were kind of like up to up to date as us, you know? That would be kind of a big hmm, what are the odds? But yeah, I agree. Know? I think yeah, I think you've got a realistic
0: take on it because I agree, very unlikely that we would happen to arrive at the exact same point of technological development or even to say that we would be on similar paths of technological yeah. development would have similar goals
1: like really we're either we're gonna find them with our technology or they're gonna find us like if aliens exist out there yeah for me they either do or they don't there's no way to really be uh 100 percent certain but that's everything know but uh a lot of people think seeing is believing but in a lot of cases that you know like what you can see feel and touch doesn't explain it can't explain the entire thing you know
0: i agree i think it's a bigger puzzle than one mind can put together Mm -hmm. all right here's another one how much of the weather. Not the climate. Climate's another decision. A whole other conversation. How much of the weather. The daily weather. Do you think. Is man-made. This is a fun mm. conversation. Because all weather is connected.
1: I think. Hmm. Tornadoes can definitely. Be. You know. Pretty man-made. I feel. Sure. You know. All it takes is just like. You know those Giant white fans that they have, the really tall ones that you feel like if you drive by, your car is just going to get chopped in half. Like, am I the only one that, you know, thinks that if you drive too close, you're just going to get yeeted into the air? (laughs) You're not alone. Yeah. Uh, You know, all it takes is just like one big, strong gust of wind like that to just create a tornado, possibly. You know, theoretically speaking here. Uh, Rain... Hmm. It's a tricky one, but like maybe with the amount of heat we put into the air, like, you know, all humans create, you know, a certain amount of heat, body heat. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like we're definitely heating up the earth a bit, you know, I feel like it's like a 50 50 or less on our side when it comes to how much we do to affect the weather. So, with our heat, you know, we could be evaporating the water uh, around us faster than it would if humans didn't exist. You know, uh, cause heat makes water evaporate, goes up into the sky, collects into clouds, and does its thing. Yeah, I feel like that's true, you know. Um, like, I feel like there would be more of the polar ice caps around if humans, you know, weren't around. And also uh, I heard this, this might not be a fact, but just think about this. So back in school, my science, teacher, I did uh, online school. I watched recordings and uh, the science teacher that I had, Mr. Vanaha, he's, uh, I, I, I don't know if he still does it, you know, but it was a teacher at Pensacola Christian Academy or a Academy in, yeah, Pensacola. In one of the videos, he, he had a knack for just giving us information that kind of ruined things. Like uh, one time he just said, if you think about it, uh, a lot of milk, is just kind of fat particles and a little bit of calcium on water. He said something like that and I was like <laughs> well I already hated drinking milk so yeah that didn't really do much but I can imagine how other people would react to that. But one thing he said that stuck out and that's kind of relevant to this conversation is the purple in rainbows is air pollution. Yeah. <laughs> like Honestly, I, I kind of believe him. Like, it would make sense.
0: Right. Well, at one end of the rainbow, the light is at a different frequency, so it's going at different speeds. So maybe with different materials in the air, it's able to vibrate at a different vibration. Like, normally, we're just looking at the blue, which is a certain frequency emitted by the water particles when the sunlight hits them. Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting thought. I have not heard that I couldn't say myself whether it is sure or false but it is a really interesting just consideration to yeah. think about changing of atmospheric composition making the atmosphere emit different light when it's hit with sunlight
1: mm-hmm. yeah you know it's like uh these really cool thoughts that uh <clears throat> all you listeners out there uh yeah actually speaking of that like uh how how many people like usually you know like to tune in Would you guess oh extremely
0: few that's the beauty of being in season one ah this is we're in we're in the long row, which is amazing because you can say whatever you want and completely fail to say whatever you want and it's i mean the audience is like on any one episode between two and i don't know 10 or 12 people and that's maximum so who knows because all of this stuff is archived and even during seasons four five and six people will be going back and listening to season one but Mm -hmm. to me that's where the amazing juice is because right now there's no one listening so stuff will come out that would never come out in another situation and so it's just yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that growth
1: yeah like uh it's kind of like how when they do a pilot episode of a show, let's take Big Bang Theory, for example. That's a good show. I, lo- I love that show. Uh, Sheldon's my favorite character. I relate to him. Oddball, just like me. Well, I'm not a smart Like You know, I'm no uh, scientist. But, uh, yeah, you know, in the first season, people might not have uh, got into it as much. But like, later in the season, you know, things started to pick up, the directors and people started to get a knack, get into a rhythm, which made the show better in quality, the writing, you know, all that got better. So people liked it. So then there was a second season, got even better. Uh, Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. I don't even remember how many seasons there are, but there are a lot. Yeah, but, uh, that, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you've got a dream just like I do, and, you know, time will tell.
0: Yeah, well, what I'm looking forward to is even if it continues being a teeny tiny audience, just the experience for any single listener, listening from, you know, 600 episodes from now or whatever, and listening back, like, I'm, I'm like you, very focused on like how can I just improve the life a little bit of one individual person at a time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not thinking of like, oh, this is what I'm going to do to make it reach a whole bunch of people. I'm thinking about like, what if I were the person discovering this? What would make it really cool and juicy? And for me, it's like even if it develops into something more polished, being able to go back and see the rough take, see that pilot episode just seems special to me.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, nostalgic. You know, it gives you it, it gives you a fair bit of nostalgia just going back and seeing where things started. Like I, I, go to someone like trying to think of a popular person who makes say YouTube videos on the internet. Like, like if you take PewDiePie, he's really popular. You know, if you go back to uh, his first couple videos. You know, nobody's first videos are, like, top quality. They're usually like, hey, guys, how you doing? It's me. How you doing? You know? And uh, you see see them change along the way as people, and I think it's really cool to just see them grow from that. But a lot of OG fans will go back and see that and just be like, wow, this man of a man that I'm uh, subscribed to today... Used to be like this. That's amazing. that That's mind blowing to think about.
0: Yeah. You know, being able to see a, a real, see, rather than trying to make it be about some journey that I'm trying to like imagine and then like force it into, it's like no matter what, there will be some kind of natural growth. And I don't know what that's going to be. Maybe the quality gets better. Maybe the flow of the conversations, you know, who knows what the factors will be that'll make it better it'll change and being able to see that i mean that's the real real juice Mm -hmm. well cool man well something else i wanted to ask you about is your set list so we talked in the beginning about your career as an actor as a thespian music is the other side of that coin right now we're putting together a full set you've done you know a uh like little feature set I say little in terms of short, not little in terms of magnitude. <laughs> a right. short feature set it. with a cover band, you know, a few songs. But now we're trying to set the next goal of putting together something like a 45-minute to an hour set. So we've selected mm-hmm. a bunch of songs. Just speak
1: to th- any part of that process. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like everyone has I've something I believe and that I've just thought about uh, recently, is how you can take a look at anyone's custom playlist and just tell so much about them just by looking at all the songs. Right? Like, for mine, here, let me uh, look. Let me look here at my. playlist. Uh, we won't get copyright strike or anything from uh, you know, me ta- saying the song, right? <laughs> Certainly not. I think you're very safe here. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, I have, you know. Thought Contagion by Muse, really good song. I love the part where it goes like, oh, 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 "Oh, it's kind of like We Will Rock You by Queen, sort of." And it's how like the audience can get involved with the song. The audience can play the song with you. Yes, I love that. I love those kind of songs. They put an impact. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice by the Beach Boys I have Twenty One Pilots. Electric Love by Bourne's Uh Chemical Romance Queen hmm. Bobby McFerrin uh, A little bit of rap music I dabble, you know Actually, uh, I'm able to Say some of the raps uh, In a couple of songs That I uh, listen to Like Nico and the Niners uh, By 21 Alads There's one part of it that <clears throat> You don't know, you know, mind if I, like, say that real please, quick? Please, please. Yeah. So it goes like. What to say? What well, I want to be enough. What do you be the for? Making a break for We'll find a way to pay for it. Made from all the money we made. With the base Rent to race We'll sponsor. We'll start a concert. We'll beat diversion. Start a month. It could be a question. We'll win, but not everyone. Yeah.
0: It's, I'm giving you snap applause. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, very classy. Hmm, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we got some Depeche Mode, Marilyn Manson. Uh, of course, some classic Elton John, uh, Pink Floyd, Van Halen. Oh, you did you hear about Eddie Van Halen? Poor guy.
0: I did. That came across my feed.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was in the car with my dad. We were in the. We were in his truck driving somewhere, uh, and it came on the radio, and him and I were both like, oh, no way! Like, such a legend, you know? It's I feel like it uh, has such an impact, just like when... Uh, uh, who's that guy who did The Devil Went Down? Yeah, Charlie Daniels, you know, when he died recently, but also when uh, Freddie Mercury died. These musical rock stars just... They are gone in a snap. But we do have something to remember them by. Their amazing music. The stories that they wrote in their music. So, yeah, you know, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. You were a legend. guitar playing skills were amazing. But, uh, yeah, I have a lot of different things. Uh, I even have, like, Go Tell Aunt Rhody, uh, which uh, the cover, which, Uh, by Michael A. Levine featuring Jordan Rain. Uh, That's part of the soundtrack for Resident Evil. I loved hearing it. It's like uh, taking something very light and happy, go, talent, roadie, which is a classic nursery rhyme and kind of making it a horror vibe. You know, I like when people transform songs into something new. Oh jeez! I have the Numa Numa song. Why? <laughs> you know the one that goes like "Maria, Maria." Yeah. I think that's
0: a beautiful song. I mean, it's a it's a oh, solid yeah, pop tune. Like it holds up. I mean, the form is good. It's catchy. The pace is good. The melody is beautiful. It's in a range that makes it memorable. I I'm not surprised at all that it became a global hit.
1: Legitimately, yeah. not joking. Yeah, originally I got it from like. Oh, geez. It was, like, the first interaction that I had with YouTube when I downloaded right. YouTube and I just went and put a, a playlist of memes. Those were, like, the OG memes. Like, it was, like, the narwhal narwhal swimming in the ocean. Right. It had Numa Numa, you know, the guy dancing to it. Those were, like, the classic memes and videos. I have the son drill queen now she uh she 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 has really good music drill queen go listen to her uh of course i have some of the nightmare before christmas soundtrack because, yes oh it's that time of year oh yeah but also i just like listening to it like even in july because i'm with you danny elfman i'm with i'm so with you
0: Hello, hello. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're back. So that actually, yeah, that creates a nice little border because we're getting close to the end of the segment here. Uh, So I want to thank you again for coming on, and and I'll ask you this last question, which is just, do you have a final message to leave with the people at home? I like to give people a totally open platform at the end to just put something up on a billboard. Hmm. Well
1: real quick do want to shout out uh, your Insta- yeah you know your Instagram go follow Wilson guys Thank you, know, you. He did- yeah he has some cool posts on this uh, I have an Instagram too if you want to go follow that, I put a quote uh, tell a bit about myself. you know some things that you uh haven't learned in haven't even learned in this podcast you you know you can find out about me there. My DMs are open, you know. I'm pretty open to that. But yeah, it's Steve the Gentleman. So yeah. uh, And I'll leave, uh, I'll I'll close with this message. Always, hmm. yeah, just think about, if you don't, that's fine but I always think what would Jesus do in this situation but also what would a gentleman do in this situation that I'm in what is the best way I can get through this without people without without just getting into meaningless conflict what is the non-violent route? you know what's if you're in a, if you're in a slum, if you're in a problem, there is always, and I mean always, even if you tell me, but there's no other way. You know, I have to do the violent route, or I have to break the law, to, you know, get out of there. You don't have to. You just got to think outside the box, and. You know, gotta be smart about it. Think about your morals. Oh geez, that was a giant thunderstrike right there. But uh yeah. What would a gentleman do in this situation? Yes, or what if... would
0: a gentleman do? Again, I'm giving you the But, but also
1: stuff. but also, you know for women too, what would a lady do?
0: True That's a fair. true lady. Yeah, what would an L do? What would a G do? Anything Mm. in between, outside, under, or otherwise.
1: Yes, that is one of the uh, mottos that I live by as a person. Awesome.
0: Well, Steve the Gentleman, at Steve the Gentleman on Instagram, thank you so much again. I appreciate your pure insight and positive attention. We'll do it again. Have yourself a fantastic evening, my man. Thanks again.
1: Of course. It's been an honor. Thank you, man.
0: Thank you.